Hello, and welcome to the Solid Ground Podcast, a chance for you to hear from leaders across century and subject matter experts about issues that impact all of us. It's important as leaders to take the time to be thoughtful about what's happening with an employee situation and to make sure you make the best decisions about how to proceed. I want to challenge myself to open my mind and to be open to the possibilities of this being a new world. In this episode, talent specialist Gail Elborn will speak with HR assistant Janice Clark and Chief Administrative Officer Michael Chiquella about mental well-being, stress, and how our leaders can better support their teams. Let's join Gail as she first talks with Janice. Most of us have been working remotely since March, trying to adapt to new ways of doing things. Some of us are dealing with isolation, while others are trying to balance work from home along with homeschooling our children. This pandemic has pretty much impacted all of us. Today, we're going to speak with HR assistant Janice Clark and learn a little bit more about how this pandemic has affected her well-being and how she is coping now that we are about six months in. So tell me, what has quarantine life been like for you? Quiet and lonely. It's very different because I do have a household of family members, but there's still a silence um, when it comes in regard to the work environment. You miss your peers. In what ways has the isolation been difficult for you? It sends me into a depression because I do not have my peers and I have my children and everybody segregated throughout the house. You're alone. I know you mentioned depression. How are you dealing with that aspect of it? When I feel it coming on, I can tell I get extremely low. I've taken a note on myself when when those triggers are hit, I'll get up from the computer. I'll walk away. I'll take a break. I'll go and level my children. I'll go for a walk. Most of the time, it's really me and my head space. And sometimes we just have to take that break away from out of our mental, our mindset, just to change, change, change our environment, change our thought patterns. Being alone, not in the work workspace and not around others has actually given me time to hone in on things that I like. During the process of all of this, I've taught myself how to do Sudoku. You cannot, you should not be on the computer the entire day just waiting, um, you know, for work to come at you. You have to insert time for yourself. So how have you been able to find balance or have you discovered a new routine that's been working for you? What I've done, I've set my alarm to, one, give myself an hour later to get up, to wake up, get dressed for the day. After that, I come down into what I've now deemed to be my workspace, which is my dining room. And this is where I am to entertain the emails, the conferences, the meetings that we may have. Um, After speaking to some of my colleagues, I understand things that they're doing and I've taken hints on that as well. Putting myself out of the office, away from the computer for at least 30 minutes just to take a break. Um, Usually it's somewhere between 12 and 1, but I've given myself, I actually have a routine break. Looking back over the last six months, and as we look forward to the next six months, is there any final takeaways that you'd like to share? Yes. Coming into this, we did not know that it would be so permanent. However, I think now we have actually owned it. We can gather that this is going to be more long-term. So knowing today that we have another, say, six months out before we're going back to what a normalcy looks like, I would say I would certainly get more engaged with 
developing relationships with other peers, and then also take advantage of webinars and things like that that are given to us as tools to work through isolated times, times like this, which we never thought would be our reality. I want to challenge myself to open my mind and to be open to the possibilities of this being a new world. Great, great takeaway. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today, Janice. Thank you for sharing your experience with us and for providing us with helpful tips that you have found useful during these difficult times. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about how leaders can support mental health and the importance of it. Joining us, we have Michael Chikela, who will help us understand a little bit more why it's important and how leaders can be proactive when it comes to supporting the well-being of our employees. Thanks for having me, Gail. So during these challenging times and going through this pandemic, we know that leadership plays a huge role, especially when it comes to mental health support. What would you say is the first step a leader should take in creating an organization's culture that supports the mental health of its employees? That's a great question, Gail. Um, I think as leaders, we want to create a culture that fosters mental health support and really helps to destigmatize taking proactive steps to maintain good mental health you know, as well as integrating care for mental health and emotional well-being into the safety of our culture. We focus so much on physical health, we often forget how important taking care of our mental health is too, especially with everything going on in the world today, with the pandemic and the political social unrest our country is experiencing. Um, I also think it's important to maintain good engagement with our team members and awareness about their circumstances as much as reasonably possible, you know, and things that could be changing in their lives that increases stress on the job. That really hit home with me when you touched on engagement. I think it's really important to maintain that engagement. We're so used to communicating with our peers in person on a daily basis. And now going into a remote environment, we tend to get a little disconnected, which has been challenging for me personally. It was stressful at first, but I did notice how interacting more with my peers has helped me to relieve some of that stress. Absolutely. How do you respond to a leader who says they are uncomfortable approaching their people around issues of mental health? Well, I think there's a few things that uh, leaders need to consider. One is educate yourself, you know, knowing the signs and symptoms of someone struggling uh, with with potential mental health issues. You can find helpful resources on how to recognize these on the American Psychiatric Foundation website, uh, www.workplacementalhealth.org. Um, You should also know how Century's resources can support them. You know, these can be found on the benefits portal on CORE, uh, on our intranet. Uh, good information there on our employee assistance program and, and uh, in HR contacts to be able to get them involved. We don't expect our leaders to be mental health crisis managers. The goal is to be able to recognize the signs and symptoms of somebody struggling and point them to professional resources. Right? We have this tremendous staff in the Century HR department that's there to assist our leadership in providing access and guidance. Uh, to ensure all employees have the resource they need to be successful, and you shouldn't hesitate to get them involved. I like your comment about not being a crisis manager. Yes, as a leader, you should offer guidance, but honestly, it's up to us to take that step on our own. But providing resources can be very beneficial, so thank you. It can actually help us take that first step. What other considerations should leaders have? You know, as I said earlier, I think it's important for leaders to consider how social issues can impact the mental well-being of our employees. You know, we've seen how the pandemic, the political and social issues have had a dramatic impact on our society and and rarely are adding a great deal of stress in in individual people's lives. You know, it's okay to have difficult discussions um, if employees want to talk about these things. 
you know, I don't, I don't suggest engaging in a political or social debate, but active listening, emotional intelligence, and empathy are really important aspects of leadership for creating a trusting and supportive atmosphere to help our teams navigate these very challenging and stressful circumstances. Michael, can you give us a few examples of how leaders can implement this? As part of knowing the people that work for you, job performance can be a sign of employees' mental health. If you notice a decline in performance, stress and its impact on mental health are factors to consider in evaluating what's happening, and if appropriate, providing referral to HR resources to help. So sometimes leaders revert to negative counseling and performance improvement plans prior to evaluating all the circumstances around a decline in performance. It's important as leaders to take the time to be thoughtful about what's happening with an employee situation and to make sure you make the best decisions about how to proceed. I also think we should avoid stereotypes. Uh, if you suspect a decline in performance is because of stress and mental health issues, becoming hypervigilant can be detrimental in the process of destigmatizing issues around mental health. The goal is to treat each employee individually with respect and dignity so that the employees feel comfortable when they seek out resources. If you think mental health is a root cause, get our HR team involved to support engagement on the issue. Lastly, a good leadership tool is the American Psychiatric Association's LEAD model. LEAD stands for leadership, effective communication, adapt to change, double down on access, leadership, be empathetic, try to reassure folks, you know, make things as normal as possible. Communication should be routine. You should be an active listener and be available. Adaptation to change, right? There's a lot going on. So being flexible in the face of that change with our policies and practices is important. And doubling down on access, right? Making sure that people understand there are resources available to help them. I definitely agree. I know for me, having a great leader has helped me to open up that conversation and feel comfortable expressing myself, especially when experiencing some of the social issues that we've been faced with. Just makes all the difference in the world hearing it's okay and to be able to open up without judgment. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today, Michael, and for providing us with these helpful tips and advice on how leaders can step up and help support employees, especially when it comes to their well-being. Thank you, Gail. It's been my pleasure. Here at Century, we take safety very seriously. This goes well beyond the job site. It encompasses our entire company culture. Let's ensure our thinking and care for each other is not limited to just our physical safety, but rather our mental and emotional well-being. Tune in for our next episode, where we'll look at how our mental well-being and safety intersect.